Welcome, 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 everyone. This is Black Melanated Child here, and welcome to my podcast, For Black Women by a Black Woman. So as you can tell from the title, Dark Skin is Not a Sin, we will be talking a little bit today about colorism. And I will be sharing my experiences of being a dark-skinned woman growing up in the South. So for those of you who don't know, I was born and raised in Mississippi. And I never really experienced colorism until I got into elementary school. Um, Specifically, kindergarten. I know, many of you are like, damn, that's young. But yeah, it really was. But um. I remember my first day of kindergarten, I was really, really nervous because I had never, you know, it was just my first time being left at school. Like, my mom was just going to walk off and leave me, like, here with all these people. You don't know these people. Why you leaving me here? So I was holding on to my mama's hand for dear life. I was like, look, you don't know these people. I don't know these people, so please don't leave me here. And she was like, you know, go and make new friends, go and make new friends. And so at the time, my teacher, let's just say her name was Miss Pinkett. So Miss Pinkett was like, come on in, Kishanta. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And she had like this little coloring sheet. So everybody was coloring. Um, I had, you know, everything in my book bag. I had my paper, my color pencils, my crayons, my sleeping mat. I had everything. You know, I was prepared. I was ready. You know, my mama had me together. So I got in, you know, I went and sat down in front of my name tag and I began coloring. And my mom, she comes in and she sits beside me and she's talking to me and she was like, and you have a great day and try to make some friends. And she was like, oh, look at these girls. You want to be friends with them? And I'm like, and I look over, right? And these girls give me a stank look like they like, girl, don't come over here. So I'm just like, I think I'm just going to color. So. I'm like holding on to my mom. I'm like, please stay with me the whole day. Please stay with me the whole day. She like, look, I got to go to work. She kissed me and she leaves. And I'm just like, oh, Lord, this woman has left me here. She don't even know none of these people. I don't know none of these people. Why the hell would she leave me here? And we don't know none of these people. So anyways, I'm sitting here. I'm coloring, minding my own business. I don't really want to talk to nobody because, first of all, I'm shy. And I don't know these people. You know what I'm saying? I'm extremely shy, and I don't know these people. And so, you know, the day progresses, and, you know, it wasn't too bad. You know, we begin to color, and we begin to sit in our circle and do other things and play other games, and then it's time for recess. So at recess, I'm just like, everybody know everybody already. I don't know nobody. So I'm just like, you know, who, who I'm going to play with? Like, who's going to be my friend? Like, who's going to be my playmate? And so <clears throat> I tried to introduce myself to these girls, right? So it's like these clicker girls. I think it was about five or six of them. And they were all black girls. And so I naturally navigated towards these black girls. And I'm just like, I don't know what to say, but I'm just going to go over here and see what they doing. So... I was very awkward as a child, so I just walked over there and I just stood by them or whatever, and I was just looking, you know, waiting on them to ask me, do I want to be their friend, you know, and child, they walked right past me like I wasn't there, and I was just like, damn, so then I tried another approach, I was like, I'm just going to walk up to them and ask them, do they want to be friends, so that's what I did, I walked up to them and I was just like, 
y'all want to be friends? Them bit, them girls were just like, no, you too dark. And I'm like, too dark? What do you mean, too dark? I'm like, wait, too dark? What she mean? Like, we all black. So I'm just like confused. I'm like, what do you mean? So I'm just like, she baby bad. So I'm just like, what do you mean, too dark? And she's like, your skin is too dark and you ugly. And I'm like, ugly? So I'm just like, wow. Right? So I'm just like, wow, I ain't got no friends. So I got sad. And that day, I remember sitting on the bench for like the majority of recess. And I just sat on the bench and I sat on the bench and I thought to myself, like, I don't. So I began to look at my skin and I began to look at theirs and I began to compare my skin to theirs. And I noticed that I was indeed darker than them. But I was just like, I don't know the big deal. Like I never, you know, I never dealt with some, I never dealt with something like this. So I never experienced something like this. So I remember after school, you know, I got off the bus, the bus took me home. I got off the bus and I asked my mom, like, you know, I was like, these girls don't want to play with me because I got dark skin. And my mom was like, what? I was like, yeah, they don't want to play with me because they say I'm dark and ugly. And my mom was like, well, words shouldn't hurt you. As long as they don't put their hands on you, then words shouldn't hurt you. And so I was just like, okay, that's cool and all, but, you know, words do hurt, you know? And so... I remember that was one of my experiences, one of my first experiences with colorism. And I dealt with that and being bullied because of my color all the way up until high school. High school, I had the most worst experience since dealing with colorism. So in high school, I was a part of the band, which was already, you know, I guess people would consider you being like a geek because you're in a band or whatnot. But yeah, I was in a band and I played the clarinet. And in high school, I really didn't have many friends. Like I had like a few, let me just say one friend. Um, Let's say her name was Ashley. So Ashley was my best friend. Me and Ashley has been friends since third grade. Ashley was really a good friend of mine, and we are still friends to, to to this day. So, shout out to my friend Ashley. She know who I'm talking about. So, um, in high school, I dealt with like a lot of bullying. Um, and that was partly because of my skin color. But then again, as I told y'all before, I was really shy and awkward. And it was really because of my awkwardness. And I guess I tended to overthink certain things. So i am always made situations awkward. So it was kind of difficult for me to find friends. But the thing is about it, I always had like this humor to me. Like I would always make things funny. I was kind of like a funny person. Um, and so throughout high school, I kind of wanted to like fit in with like the popular clique, you know, the popular clique was everybody who wore the latest, you know, fashion or whatever at the time, whatever the fashion was at the time and people who play sports, the cheerleaders, the basketball players, those sort of things. 
the track people, those people. But see, for me, I was none of that. I was just in band, okay? I was just a band geek, you know, and I was proud of. And, you know, so it really wasn't easy for me. But, you know, I... I found I had a friend and a couple of associates and um I made do but I still had some of my horrible some of the most horrible experiences that I dealt with happened in high school. I remember in high school I purposely purposely took honor and accelerated courses and advanced placement courses so that I could avoid being in classes with people who I knew would make fun of me. Because I knew in these advanced and honor and accelerated courses, um, I wouldn't get made fun of because I was one of three black people in the in these classes. So it was easy for me to have a peace of mind while in class. But my 11th grade year, um, I had to take Spanish. Well, in Spanish class, you know, when it comes to Spanish, like in high school, they don't offer accelerated Spanish classes. So I just took regular Spanish with everybody else, you know, all the other regular students, you know what I'm saying? So in that course, um, I dealt with a lot of, I, I was bullied a lot in that course and I never could understand. And to this day, I still don't understand. Let's just say my teacher name was Esperanza. So Miss Esperanza, you know what I'm saying? She never addressed the bullying. I know she heard this dude bullying me. So let me let me just tell y'all about it. So I'm sitting in class, right? Minding my own business, trying to learn a little Spanish. And it was this guy named Sean. Let's just say his name was Sean, right? Sean had flunked the 12th grade, so he had to take the 12th grade over. So he was in my Spanish class, um, and we was in Spanish too. And I was just sitting there taking my notes, minding my own business. Now, that day, um, it was cold outside, so my lips was a little dry. You know, they was dry. But, you know, I had a little Carmex, so, you know, I put my Carmex on or whatever. And during that time, I think I was transitioning to natural. So I had, like, a lot of new growth and, like, um and like permed in so it was kind of difficult back then to style my hair because we didn't have all like the all the natural hair tattoos like we have now you know what I'm saying so I had the big chop and I was still transitioning so um you know I wore these wigs or whatnot you know during my transitional phase so that you know um my hair wouldn't look you know a mess all the time so you know I had on this wig or whatnot and it was rough. That wig looked rough. Looking back on it, I was like, damn, you shouldn't you shouldn't have put that on. But um, anyways, I'm sitting in class and I'm putting on some Carmex or whatever. And he decides like he gonna make fun of me. So like he just sitting up here talking about me, talking about my lips dry. I'm ugly. I look like an African booty scratcher. I look like 12 o'clock or uh, midnight. I'm dark like 12 o'clock midnight. I mean, he's just going in on me. And I'm just like, sir, like, why are you making fun of me? Like, what is wrong with you? So I don't say nothing because, again, I'm shy, like, and I don't like confrontation. Like, I've never been a person who likes, who dealt well with confrontation. So I didn't like confrontation. So I just ignored him, like, in hopes that he would, like, go away. You know what I'm saying? But this make, 
me ignoring him makes him go harder. Like he going in on me. Like he really make making fun of me and the people around him, like they just encouraging it. You know what I'm saying? They just, you know, they egging it on. They like, yeah, and she this and she that. And my feelings are really hurt. And I'm like looking at the teacher like, Miss Esperanza, you don't see this man making fun of me? But I don't say nothing because then, you know, I don't want to be no snitch or whatever. So I'm just, I'm sitting there and I'm enduring this shit. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, Lord, just help me get out of this class so I can move the fuck on and go back to my accelerated class and get away from these people. And so I get out of class and, you know, I move on. But that pain of being made fun of and being humiliated in front of my peers really affected me. And this guy, every chance he got, every time he saw me, he would make fun of me. He would talk about me to his friends or whatnot. And I remember this day specifically. And I remember this. I remember every detail from this day. So it was in between classes, you know, the bell rings. And you got like five minutes to get to your next class. So that means five minutes to go to your locker, get what you need, your books, etc., And get, to, get your ass to the next class. So... I'm trying to get to my next class, and so to do that, I have to go down the middle hallway. So when you go down the middle hallway, you passing by the lockers and all. That's where everybody's congregating. That's where people are talking, running their mouth on their phones, chewing gum, doing all that, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm passing down by the lockers to get to the middle hallway, and him and his friends, you know, I spot him and his friends or whatever. And he's just sitting over there talking to his friends. And I'm just like, Lord, if you just go on head back real quickly and he don't see you, you'll be all right. So I try to slip on by, but lo and behold, this this man sees me. And he proceeds to be like, he says something along the lines of, oh, look at that ugly ass girl. And his friends just bust out and go to laughing. They was like, oh, she look like a fish. Oh, she look like um African booty scratcher. You know, they just talking mad shit about me. And I remember being so humiliated, so hurt that I was late for my next class because I went to the bathroom to cry. Like, I literally cried my eyes out because I could not believe, like, this person was set up here and make fun of me in front of all these people and why I haven't even done anything to these people I don't really even know these people for these people to be making fun of me and I'm just like lord like what is it is it me like what is it that I have that causes people to make fun of me what is it that I've done to cause these this this type of humiliation and I remember just crying my eyes out because I could not I could not figure out why these people was, you know, treating me the way they were treating me. And those experiences um, in, in school from elementary to high school, like it had a big impact on my life. Um, I suffered and I still suffer from depression. Um, I've had thoughts of suicide. Um, I've dealt with anxiety. Now I deal with social anxiety. Before, I remember being younger, before I even entered school, you know, I was very extroverted. Like, I was very outgoing. I was a people person. I was able to talk in public without the fear of social anxiety. But now, as a 24-year-old woman, I'm dealing with, like, social anxiety. I'm dealing with anxiety in, in general. I'm dealing with depression. I'm dealing with suicidal thoughts and tendencies. I'm dealing with all those things just because, you know, 
of the bullying and humiliation. And it's all because of my skin tone. It had nothing to do with me, you know, as a person. Like, like I said, I didn't really mess with a lot of people. I was really shy. So it had nothing to do with me as a person, but it had a lot to do with how I looked and how my skin looked. And one of the reasons why I wanted to tell this story is because I feel that there's a lot of women, dark-skinned women who look like me, who deal, who are dealing or experiencing these sort of things. But I'm here to tell you that you're beautiful and you're worthy of love. Like you're worthy. Like you don't deserve to be treated just like anything. And the people who are making fun of you are going to be the same people who you, who going to need you in the long run. These people are going to be your step stools. So I say that to say, don't let how people treat you dictate who you become. Like, I could have took that experience and I could have became a mean person. I could have been the type of person who do those sort of things to other people. But what I did was I channeled that anger, even though I still deal with the mental issues that I have due to those experiences. Even though I have to deal with those today, I still channel that to say, like, you know what? Because I experienced this, I know how it is. And due to my experiences, I want to help someone else. Um, so I'm here to tell you that you're beautiful. Um, your, your dark skin is not a sin. Um, you're beautiful. And you don't have to apologize for having dark skin. There's nothing wrong with you. You're not abnormal. You are beautiful. And embrace that. Embrace your dark skin. Embrace your melanin. Because that's what makes you royal. That's what makes you a goddess. I hope this story has gave you a laugh. And I hope that it's helped you and it resonates with you. And I just want you to know that you're not alone. And that dark skin is not a sin. Um, I want you to know that you're loved. And that... People love you and they care about you and that you deserve love. And to look at your skin in the highest esteem, you know, all skin tones are beautiful. Don't think just because you have dark skin that you're not beautiful. Um, You are beautiful. Um, And I just wanted to affirm that. Um, Well, I hope this episode has helped someone and that my story has resonated with you all. Um, that is it until next time. I'll see you guys next week for another episode. Um, stay tuned. I plan to put out an episode every week. Every week I will put out a new episode. So stay tuned. Um, my social media information will be in the description bar below. And if you just want to reach out, you know, to tell your story, please reach out. Um, I also will put my email down in the description bar below. Well, that is all my loves. You have a great and blessed day. And remember to pray and always to honor your ancestors in all you do. Ashe.